Welcome back. You're watching the Big Fight, and now uh, in this part of the broadcast, uh, we are joined in by Amish Tripathi, the noted author of the Shiva trilogy as well as the Ramchandra series. Thank you very much, Amish, for joining us. He's on a tour of India uh, because uh, his latest book, War of Lanka, is now out. Uh, Amish, you're also the director of the Nehru Center in London. Thank you very much for speaking to NDTV. My first question: Congrats on the book. How's the response been? Uh, thank you, thank you, Sanket. Absolute pleasure uh, connecting with you. Uh, uh, fortunately, the response has been very good. You know, uh, I uh, luckily continue to receive uh, love from my readers. In fact, War of Lanka is uh, selling at an even faster pace uh, than Ravan. Uh, so uh, the gods have been kind. Lord Shiva has been kind. <laughs> Lord Shiva has been kind. Huh? In fact, you've been quoted as saying in the past that. Uh, Lord Shiva writes your books. He just makes you write it. You've been a best-selling author. Do you feel nervous before uh, a launch? Uh, you know, interesting question, Sanket. I have to admit, while writing, I don't feel any nervousness at all. Huh. Uh, because while writing, frankly, I'll tell I don't you why really, I asked this question. Uh, yeah. Honestly, don't really care about anyone else. I only focus on writing. I let the process flow. I let the book flow through me. I don't think about anyone else. Uh, not the publisher. Not the editors. Not uh, uh, critics, media, or frankly, even the readers. But mm-hmm. before the promotion phase, yes, I get very nervous. Uh, you know, a little responsibility because the publisher invests uh, a large amount of money in my books. The print runs uh, tend to be uh, reasonably high. Uh, so, uh, you know, so I have this pressure on me. I have to make sure that all those books uh, sell out uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the publisher doesn't lose any money. Uh, fortunately, this one is looking like even in this one, the publisher will make money from this. <laughs> perfect, perfect, good, good, all the best. But you know, now for a more fundamental question: in this age of Netflix, binge watching, OTT platforms, are people even reading, Amish? Well, luckily for me, they are. But you know, you have you make a good point there, Sanket. Look, it's like this: uh, the way I see it people will always absorb stories, right? The medium to absorb those stories may change. You know, so uh, when we're talking about a book, essentially this uh, book in this structure uh, emerged, uh, you know, around say 600, 700 years ago with the Gutenberg uh, press. Before that, uh, you know, books used to be handwritten, as you know, the the illustrated, you know, inscribed uh, books that were made. Hmm. I'm sure when printed books came up, many of those used to write books earlier would have thought, oh, the art of storytelling itself will die out. No, it just changed to a different medium. Hmm. Uh, What I suspect is happening with Netflix uh, and with uh, various other uh, avenues that have opened up uh, is that storytelling can be conveyed through, stories can be conveyed through another medium. Hmm. Uh, And in a sense, I like OTT, what are called OTT platforms, essentially, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Sony Live, all the others, uh, you know, that are there, Hotstar, etc. Essentially, when you have the gift of time, when it's a 10-episode season, you can build characters just like you can in a novel. In a short movie of just two, two and a half hours, it's very difficult to have a deeper storytelling. So, a novelist will never like, uh, you know, uh, writing for a film. Rarely. Rarely will a novelist like writing for a film because uh, well, you simply don't have the gift of time. But in a 
ott platform you have the gift of time actually that, that can also be great uh, storytelling but fortunately books continue to sell at least some books so mm-hmm. i am uh, i am lucky in that score i uh, <laughs> you know i continue to receive the love of my readers sometimes sure. it's tough love uh, you know tough for love, example huh? this book was a little delayed so you know you know i live in london there were times when i posted tweets uh, or you know instagram posts uh, that i'm cycling at hyde park and i would get scolded in the comments you know why am i wasting time go home and write get the book out quickly <laughs> that was tough love <laughs> well i mean you earned this for yourself uh, but uh, you know uh, amish how difficult is it to tell stories that uh, most already know about i mean you are you're writing uh, shiva trilogy the ramchandra series now these are stories that people already know about and everybody has an opinion on it so how difficult is this process good question look sanket it's like this uh, there is both uh, an opportunity and a challenge uh, the opportunity is uh, that uh, most indians practically all indians regardless of religion caste class gender region language spoken practically all indians never tire of hearing stories of our gods and goddesses of the ramayana mahabharat and the puranas uh, and this has been a way for thousands of years uh, so people always want to hear these stories and they want to hear them in different ways in different perspectives in uh, different uh, you know parts of it you know all the way from bhasa and kalidasa to modern and then of course in the traditional various versions of the ramayana mahabharat puranas so there is that opportunity indians have a natural interest in this uh, for thousands and thousands of years the challenge is to make sure that you present your interpretation uh, in a respectful manner uh, so that uh, it appeals uh, you know indians are very comfortable with a different truth but it must be presented uh, in a respectful manner uh, and in a sense you know i you should it, it's it's difficult to see it as a strategy if you are genuinely respectful as an artist about the stories it will come out you know the intentions uh, become very clear but amish you know let's let's dwell on that a little you see mythological tales are a powder keg for filmmakers even for writers you feel tales like ramayan cannot withstand a you know sort of a reimagined narration case in point the adi purush controversy on how ravan was imagined okay you know what i think happens and i i will not speci- uh, comment on this specific case because frankly i haven't seen the movie i haven't seen the t- uh, teaser as well so i don't know the nature of uh, the debates that are happening but uh, at a broader level the way i see it uh, if uh, an artist uh, writes and promotes with respect uh, controversies don't happen you know whether they are uh, interpretations of the ramayana or interpretations of the mahabharata or interpretations of the puranas we can of course see examples of this in ancient times for example bhasas pancharatra ratra uh, you know one of the greatest sanskrit playwrights ever bhasas pancharatra reimagined a very significant part of the mahabharat completely and in fact the war didn't happen in bhasas uh, interpretation and it's one of the greatest classics It remains alive to this day Goswami Tulsi Das Ji's uh, Ram Charitmanas doesn't have the uh, you know the Uttar Kand, uh, which is of course there in the Valmiki Ramayana. That's a very significant change. Um, 
in the modern day look at movies you know so if uh, if someone uh, suggested to an indian filmmaker i've quoted this example a few times if someone suggested to an indian filmmaker to shoot a scene where the main lead actor breaks the base of a shivling mm. and then carries it on his shoulder and then places it under a waterfall most indian filmmakers would say have gone mad mm. uh, but in the hands of a genuine devotee uh, such as raja mauli ji uh it becomes one of the most iconic scenes of indian bahubali. cinema in bahubali mm. Mm. uh i think uh, indians have a heart large enough to uh, accept different truths as long as the intentions are good as long as it is made with respect and another example if i may say so are my books you know my books aren't really secrets uh they've sold uh, by lord shiva's grace up 6 million uh, copies my publishers tell me that the Uh, Shiva trilogy is the fastest selling uh, in Indian publishing history and the Ramchandra series is the second fastest selling book series mm. you won't find any controversies uh, around me so my submission is that if an artist uh, writes and promotes with respect indians can see those intentions and then it's not really yeah. a powder keg at all there's no controversy mm. okay but you know as a writer of uh, the Shiva trilogy and given the fact that ravan was a devout shiv bhakt uh how do you imagine ravan and how should ravan be imagined because you know in this through the course of this debate a lot of people said that the you know this is an insult in the sanatan dharm you have uh, uh, you have villainized ravan uh, way beyond how he needs to be villainized so i want to ask you uh, is he the quintessential villain for you in your in your version of the mythology You know this thing of uh, hero villain is a rather modern uh, western concept and they are very loaded words you know the 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 uh, the translation of uh, hero and villain in sanskrit nayak and khalnayak don't actually mean uh, those things you know khalnayak doesn't exactly translate as villain nayak means that who carries the story forward the character who carries the story forward and khalnayak is the one who distracts from the story moving forward so it's not as loaded right as uh, hero and villain hmm. and if you read the ancient versions of the ramayana look i i've read many versions uh, of the ramayana you know or uh, been told uh, them through my uh, family valmiki ramayana ramcharitmanas uh, uh, kamba ramayanam uh, uh, kritibashi ramayana adbhut ramayana anand ramayana there are so many now most of the versions of the ramayana don't uh, see ravan as a pure monster but they never show him as a hero either they show him in a nuanced way that uh, of course he had bad points and those bad points are spoken of uh, you know that and we all know them you know no control over his ego no control over his anger no control over his desires mm. uh, but his good points are also spoken of you know the fact that uh, he was a very knowledgeable uh, man uh, he was a master of uh, the vedas uh he was a brilliant musician he was a fierce warrior mm. those good points are also spoken of and as you said rightly he was a devout uh, worshipper of of lord shiva mm. he had the blessings of uh, of lord shiva so uh, he, our ancestors saw things in a far more nuanced uh, uh, way and perhaps we could learn from our ancestors on how to see things yeah but then you know there is also this debate on whether uh... you know who exactly is saying what about uh, indian mythology and uh, uh, 
uh, would people not take it coming from, you know, a person from another religion? Anyway, the reason why I'm asking you this question is because at a time there are ban calls for movies and ads over depiction of Hindus and Hindu customs. More recently, this ad uh, by Amir Khan showing a Greh Pravesh uh, flip or a reversal. Uh, you think we have become uh, an extremely oversensitive society where we can't stand any any creative liberty being taken by an artist? Uh, Sanket, this can be answered at a few levels. That the first thing is we must realize, at least those who live in big cities, that look, Twitter is not uh, India. Uh, you know, if Twitter was actually India, India would be in chaos. But uh, on a per capita violence basis, India is actually among the most peaceful uh, uh, um, uh, nations on earth on a per capita violence basis. Uh, you know, the violent crime rate in New York or uh, Boston is 10 times, 10 times the violent crime rate in, uh, in, in, uh, in Indian uh, big cities, despite... Uh, Western police forces being much larger, their court systems being much better. We all know how our court system is. Tariq par tariq, you know, justice, uh, you know, rarely gets done on time. Our police forces are undermanned. So why is our violent uh, crime rate low? Because I suspect most Indians are actually intuitively far more peaceful. We don't take to violence as uh, as easily as many other countries, including developed countries uh, in the West. The second point. Uh, uh, you know, I find no uh, problems if words are answered with words. You know, if, if I put out a creative piece of work, someone else has the right to like it or dislike it. As long as words are answered with words, there is no problem. There's a problem if words are answered with violence. Mm. Uh, that is is unacceptable. And like I said, that happens often in many other countries. Mm. In India, frankly, it doesn't happen uh, that often. And I think the third thing uh, to speak of is, and this is happening in many democracies across the world. I'm sure you've heard of John Nash's uh, game theory. Uh, and uh, if there is uh, one or two or a few communities uh, which uh, take offense and respond uh, to words with violence, and many other communities don't do that, you know, they respond to words with words. Uh, then according to John Nash's game theory, the Nobel Prize winning John Nash, mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a stable equilibrium. It can move in one of two directions. Either everyone starts taking offense and responding to words with violence, or nobody takes offense and responds to words only with words. It will move in one of these two directions. Mm. This is happening in democracies across the world. Mm. Every community, I would hope every community responds to words with words. Yeah. Uh, words should not be responded to with violence. True. And, and uh, in that context, uh, the re- perfect response to an ad should be another ad or a perfect response to a movie should be another movie. Um, and speaking of that, or every response to a book should be a book. And I want to ask this final question to you, Amish. Do you ever fear that you too could be a victim of uh, cancel culture or moral police, as many of the artists are? I've been in this field for 12 years. I've come out with 10 books. Have you heard any controversy around me? Hmm. No, right? Uh, And uh, luckily for me, I get uh, love and support from uh, people of all sides of the ideological spectrum, all sides of the political uh, spectrum, because uh, I think I speak with the pride uh, of uh, of our Indian traditions. uh, And I also speak with a liberal, inclusive uh, spirit. Because I think our traditions are actually very liberal uh, and inclusive. Um, I see no reason for anyone to 
to and whether you like or dislike my books that's up to you right uh, but i uh, i see you know I, there has never been a reason for someone to get uh, offended because i write with respect and the proof of the pudding is in the eating i mean i, I don't think you uh, you would have read any uh, controversy around me Let's hope it remains that way. But thank you so much, and congratulations on your new book. Thank you very much, Amish, for joining us. With that, it's a wrap in this edition. News and updates continue on the other side.